Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 80. We are at PCA's national headquarters. At the table, I have Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, and of course, we have Robert Forsyth at the controls. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the last podcast before RR7. No. It's not? No. <laughs> we've, well, we've, yeah, we got we got a this, uh, this will go out on Monday. You mean recording? Recording, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's I getting all so. technical on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, we record one more here, and then Robert packs everything up and we go out west. All right, so uh, before we get into our normal what we did last week, I thought uh, let's give folks an update on what's uh, or who is going to be at Runsport Reunion 7 that they need to know. Yeah, it's getting really exciting. Um, we had our uh, core team meeting, which uh, give you an idea how big the staff is. Uh, the core team, you had the team leaders, and then you have a lot of staff underneath them. There were 61 people on the call yesterday. Wow. And uh, um, I can tell you it's uh, very intense now at PCNA. Um, we have our little world called Porsche Plots. So uh, I would tell everyone, download that app. And I know when you look at it, uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, it'll be more complete. But it's still a lot of missing pieces in it, and they're filling this in daily, uh -huh. sometimes even hourly, updating it. So I imagine by the time you come for a Rensport, it will be, if not 100% complete, very close to complete. Um, so you want to you wanna look at the Porsche plot schedule, and that can be done really easy by going to uh, the map and clicking on Porsche plots, which is between three and four. Uh, right now, the map isn't the easiest thing to read. I'm hoping they improve that. Um, but it, when you click on there, then it, it breaks into all the schedules for uh, for the Porsche plots, what's going on. And we have... Um, we're going to have a lot of presentations uh, going on as well as uh, that's where you're going to buy PC merchandise. And I can tell you right now, uh, what's going to sell out early is the grill badge. The uh, one and only. Yes. For my understanding, uh, there may, this may be the only grill badge for the event. There's only 2,000 of them. Uh, it's going to be sold at the uh, PC merchandise booth. And uh, it's going to go fast. I told Charlotte, I said, this is uh, people like me will not just buy one. <laughs> you always buy backup in case you need to trade for something. You always want to have one that's desirable to trade with. Uh, plus, of course, the apparel they have. Limited apparel. It's not, a, not like a, a parade store would have. Um, and, of course, we have juniors. And we have this great display right next to the Porsche plots, uh, 75 years of Porsche. And, and I think Tom Pravasi has 60-some Porsches all in unique colors, several in um, five buckets for the Renbo. So those of you that have been to the Renbo.org uh, site, we have all the colors listed, and we have all the pictures from uh, members that have uh, contributed. Uh, five buckets is pretty rare. And uh, he said there's several of five buckets. So we'll have, we're gonna, we'll have to do a walkthrough video. I know we didn't talk about that yesterday, but um, there sounds some, some sounds like there's some pretty cool colors. So it's not too bad for people like me or you who have a black or white car. We wouldn't have made the cut. Right, right. Um, so we have the speakers coming. And I'm hoping the listeners uh, may contribute a little bit here. Here's your chance. So we have speakers coming to the tent, and um, we're trying to pr uh, present some questions, have some questions ready for them. Um, and we're going to be supplementing it with pictures and videos uh, hopefully uh, for the older drivers it'll bring back some memories and they'll tell us some interesting backstories of some of these cars and races um, but on thursday we have hurley haywood and maybe patrick dempsey oh boy so hurley haywood by himself i'm fine with absolutely yeah there's an hour's not enough time to cover all the stuff that uh that he's done uh but once again if you have any questions you want to ask uh, car related um put them in the comments in the youtube uh channel then in the afternoon at three o'clock we have uh, Derek bell and nick tandy nice now they came last time and it was a great um a great comparison between the two because you have one who uh raced in the 70s and 80s and now somebody who's racing currently both lamar winners but with totally different machines and totally different time totally um, different environment in yeah which they, they, and they, have, they have great personalities I, I love nick he's got a very outgoing uh very laid-back uh, personality um, so on Friday, we have, I guess, the modern drivers. We have Dane Cameron, who I believe still is the only U.S. Uh, factory driver. 
F4963, Sabre Cook, somebody up and coming in the Career mm-hmm. Cup Series, and Riley Dickinson, who I think is still leading the Career Cup Series. In the afternoon, we got a powerhouse. We have Jackie X. Yes, him alone would be an yeah. hour. Brian Redman, because nice. I have a feeling when these two start talking, <laughs> they're going to be comparing a lot of notes. And uh, and I've asked for Richard Atwood. Who oh, is, sir, uh, yeah. Richard Atwood. I, I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything where it said, sir. Really? Oh, yeah, so I got to get confirmation. What about that's... Mark Weber? Uh, let's see. So uh, uh, on Saturday, um, that, was, uh, that was Friday in the afternoon. Saturday in the morning, we have Elliot Ford Robinson. I've never interviewed him. Hmm. Um, Alwyn Springer and Danny Sullivan. Oh. So that was in the era when Alwyn was you know, running uh, racing in, in, in North America, and both these guys raced North America, so that should be a good combination. Uh, what a lineup. Oh, good combination. Uh, maybe we can see who they blame for blowing an engine. Alwyn or, uh, or, or Alwyn <laughs> blames them. <laughs> it's always the driver. It's always the driver. On Saturday afternoon, we have uh, another great combination, Norbert Singer. Ooh. I mean, Norbert has his own Man. club. Oh, gosh. And uh, Jochen Moss and mm-hmm. Jim Busby. So you mm-hmm. got the 956, 962 drivers with Norbert Singer, who was one of the uh, fathers of, the, of that car. Uh, I think that's going to be a great session. In uh, uh, Sunday morning, we have Kevin Jeanette. Nice. Willie Clawson. Oh, Willie's funny. Yes. And Jackie Oliver. Oh. You know, Jackie Oliver was the first driver to uh, cross over, um, was it uh, 155 miles an hour, which is 250 kilometers an hour? He Not said, sure. He set a, 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 a lap record, Lama, with the um, 956. Oh, I didn't know that. And then Sunday, uh, we, we uh, finish it up with the 962 and the 963 drivers, uh, Matthew, Matt, Matthew uh, Gemini. Mm-hmm. And uh, Felipe Nasser. Nasser. So, nice. And we can ask Mr. Gemini what it was like at uh, Sebring this year when he uh, had the little rough and tumble at the end. And uh, if you remember, I think it was the Acura that they had last like right. a few laps, they, uh, they banged doors. Man, what so, a lineup. So if you have any questions, yeah. you wouldn't hear from these folks because we're going to be recording all of these and putting them on, uh, on YouTube um, little by little. So uh, even if you can't make Ren Sport and you want to ask a question, you know we'll try to squeeze it in, and uh, you may see an answer to your question. Yeah, and the, the app uh, that Manny was talking about, you know, use that and take a look at things. Sort of plot your um, strategy of where you're going to be for the day because it's a lot of ground to cover. If you haven't been to Laguna and you have to come over these bridges um, a number of times, and you know, with the large crowd, things don't move as quickly as a normal racer if you're there for a DE or something like that. So plan your uh, your schedule carefully, and uh, we can't wait to see everyone in person. It's going to be so much fun. And, and it's going to be hard, but if you're doing all four days or three days, uh, try not to do it all at once. Oh, yeah, you no. know, think of it at Disney World or Disneyland. Do a couple lands first. <laughs> Don't, uh, but look at the schedule, uh, You know, see what you want to do. Um, Key items, of course, are the tractor races. They're going to be up. No one's trying to schedule anything on top of the tractor races. Um, then we have the Concours uh, on, on Pit Lane on Saturday, which is late afternoon. Then the concert on Saturday night. Um, but whenever they have exhibition laps, especially um, the uh, electric vehicles, we might be in for a surprise. And uh, hopefully we get to see it. In, people have never seen a 919 run. Hopefully they see it run in the uh, GT demo runs. Yeah. And again... If you see something you like, merchandise-wise, buy it. Don't <laughs> yep. say, I'll take a lap and uh, I'll come back to it. Because more than likely, you'll take a lap and come back and it will be not be available. So, yep. Although last time we got a pretty good deal on those uh, 118 scale Porsche transporters. We did. We did. We went back on Sunday around 4 o'clock. But those were a big commitment. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty big. <laughs> they were large and price and large in scale. So I think that we we took them home, didn't we? Yeah, we, we didn't did. have them shipped or anything. No, we, we didn't have them, a we, pod back then. No, we took them on the plane. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Ren Sport uh, in a bit, but uh, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled program as far as what we did last week. Um, open house. We were so lucky. And Damon, you were on an amazing trip, and we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, 
the Monday before the open house, we were looking at a full day of rain on Saturday, but we kept the hope alive. And Friday night, it came down hard. I was like, oh, just get, get through, get through, get through. And by the time we all woke up on Saturday, ta-da! <laughs> and we had the perfect window in terms of weather because by the time the show was done, um, two o'clock, by the time we put everything away, Literally, as we shut the doors, it started to sprinkle. Hmm. But uh, we had a great turnout. Maybe maybe you want to share with folks. I think some people were afraid to drive their car in the, on some of the wet roads. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I, dri- I drove a white car, so I knew driving down the interstate when it was getting wet. It is what it is. It's not a car show. Um, if I wanted to, I could have wiped it down, but I didn't. Um, but we had, a, uh, we had a great display of all eight generations of the 9-11. Since the 60 years of 9-11, we decided to take what we call our circle, which is actually a turnaround for tractor trailers, um, and turn it into a uh, all 9-11 uh, parking area. So uh, it was pretty cool seeing all 9-11s, and um, I was able to make sure some of my friends were bringing uh, certain 9-11s. Yeah, Bob Miller brought his GT3 RS 4.0 997. Um, Jim, uh, Jim Earlbeck brought his, uh, sport classic with him and we had all the way from Donna's, uh, 68, 9 T Targa to the sport classic. It was pretty cool. Uh, seeing the, uh, the evolution or somebody said they didn't really evolve that much, <laughs> but they still looked, uh, barely the same. Uh, we had mission barbecue that, uh, catered. And once again, that was, uh, always a hit. That was always a hit. Exactly. Uh, it looks like your little Iron Man uh, microphone and speaker setup works great, worked out pretty it? good. <laughs> you you give a much longer tour than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about the history. You talk about all the fun behind the scenes stuff. I gave a, uh, a private tour to some uh, cars and coffee friends, and I said it's not going to be the Vuguin tour, so we're not going <laughs> to spend thirty minutes. Uh, I'll give you a quick and uh, quick and dirty. What was really cool was seeing folks from a really long distance, seeing Eagle Gurney 500, a.k.a. Mike. Um, I think it's Gurney Eagle. Gurney Eagle. Oh, Gurney yeah. Eagle, yeah. Uh, he came up from Florida. Yeah. We had people from New York. And we he had- helped us out to clean up. And Absolutely. I told the girls, I, you know who that is? I said, as soon as I said the name, Gurney Eagle, like, that's him? I'm like, yeah. That's I guess. him. It was great to see. He came all the way from Florida. People in person, people, I think as far as Wisconsin came. Yes, the gentleman wow. who, and I'm drawn to, I'm sorry if I can't remember his name, who, who sent the um, Kringles. Oh, the, the, the Kringles. Yes, right, right. he came up to me, and I'm like, holy cow. That's so and cool. And then we don't expect to see someone <laughs> from Wisconsin, and he drove down. That yeah. Was, uh, so cool. Friday night, um, after we left the office, I looked over at the hotel next door to us, and there was a good number of Porsches. I was like, oh, there are some people nice. from a long ways away. So always great to see everyone. Uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the staff here at PCA headquarters. Without all of their preparations, um, none of this obviously would happen, but they do so with a smile. And, uh, man, we knocked it out. We've got this recipe kind of nailed down. Um, It's also a great way to – Manny always kids me. It's like your parents are are coming home and you clean up the house right before they get home. But we do. We do – kind of touch things up or and, we put up walls to hide stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i think we talked about in the last podcast that uh, we bought some of the um, backdrop porsche paint and uh, i had a great hope to uh, throw on some paint and manny doubted me that i would get it done but i did get it done and i will have to say i finished around 11 30 <laughs> on friday and uh, so we got the porsche paint but we also mixed uh, club blau for the lobby and uh, we had uh, Irish blue, um, Irish green, Riviera blue, speed yellow, and Ruby star. And I'll actually do a little bit of a somewhat of a review and share it with you, Damon, to put in um, e-brake news. But uh, as far as a PCA insider uh, with regards to the Porsche paint, one, um, it's good paint. It uh, doesn't smell. I think it's got some like carbon neutral, whatever, whatever. Um, but as far as the colors, they're vibrant and they're beautiful. I will share with you that if you plan to choose a color, one of those four colors, Irish green and Riviera blue, I was painting over white, Irish green and Riviera blue, two coats, you're done, you're good to go. Speed yellow, three coats. And then one of our favorite colors, but took the most work was Ruby star. Hmm. And Ruby star needed, absolutely needed four coats of paint. And again, this is over white. So it wasn't over any kind of crazy color. Um, but man, once it's done, it's beautiful. The Ruby Star, and when we were doing the tours, I was making sure people um, 
didn't on the lean on those doors because there's a thick amount of paint. But we got it done. And uh, actually, it looks so. You got Club Blau done first at the, at the paint store. Or yes, the- yes, I did Club Blau. I, um, so I have a little bottle of touch up, one of the original touch ups of the 60th anniversary uh, Club Coupe. And I took it up to Home Depot. And I usually use Bayer Premium Plus. That's all I know. Um, and it's usually really thick paint. So you don't have to. It has like primer built in. And the young lady smeared the um, the Club Blau touch-up paint on a little piece of paper. She put it in a scanner. Scanned it. Doop, 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 doop. Ten minutes later, two does, cans. Does of, it really make that sound? Uh, in my head it did. Anything that's fancy, I go, make little sound effects. And she popped open the can. I'm like. Man, it is like right, right on point. In fact, I took the uh, the uh, Porsche design luggage trolley, which is also made to Club Blau, and you put it right next to our wall, and it just kind of disappears. It's pretty cool. Wow. So, so how much did the Porsche paint? Co- we we paid for. It. We didn't get it. Yeah, for we free. paid. We paid for. It. We bought it, and uh, I think it was seventy or seventy five dollars a can. Bear Premium Plus a can is a gallon. Oh yeah, a gallon. Uh, Bear Premium Plus is, I think it was like $40. So it's a little bit of a premium. But I don't know if you saw, uh, those of you that are watching on YouTube, uh, I didn't know this came with it. Maybe I should have read uh, a little bit closer. But it comes with these uh, anniversary keychains in the color um, that you purchase, which is pretty cool. I'll give an insider tip here. If yep. you're going to Rensport, go to that display on your first day. Oh, will they have it there? Uh, because there's, there's some kind of giveaway. Oh. I don't want to uh, steal their thunder, but... Um, they're really cool. Every day, uh, go there and, uh, yeah, check it out. It's something uh, – and have your phone with you. I'm wondering if I'm the only person that's actually used the backdrop Porsche paint. I, I have not seen I any pictures. I haven't seen any post, uh, postings of people actually using it. And I'm glad I did because now I can say – you know, we may have to put hashtag bear Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds- the, can, the can's really cool. I don't, I don't know if that's a European can because it's not just a regular, you know – round gallon it's actually i think um looks like an oil can it looks easier to use than the round one because it didn't seem to be as spilling as much as the round um they they or did you clean it up really well no 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 it um i made a mess (laughs) i made a mess i'm not gonna lie but it wasn't too bad yeah all right so let's talk about uh I, I told you I wanted you if you had anything left over you could paint my car. <laughs> well, that's what the keychain is for. <laughs> paint my car Ruby Star. Yeah. Oh, here's what I wanted to ask people. So we did something fun. Um, thank you to Laura. She kind of uh, put this together. We did a little caricature of the crew because I know a lot of you've been asking. <laughs> a lot of you have been asking about decals. So my question to you is. Would you like a caricature decal or would you just like a decal of Porsche Club Insider? So you know it's funny when I and I please said, God just say the regular decal. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the caricature is funny and yeah. somehow it does kind of capture how yeah, we it, are. It's kind of funny. The um so I looked at my I'm like, okay, but mine looks okay. And then yeah. I'm I'm looking at my eyes more closely and I'm like one eye is like looking this way. I that's, that's, eyes. that's how it but, is in real life. I know. Actually, I know this. I have an astigmatism and I never noticed that. Yeah. Well, it's not quite like that. I think one is it's more pointed in than out. Right. But, uh, yeah. Thanks to my astigmatism. I think the artist did a great job. Oh, he did. He did. She, she, I think it's a she. Or she. Uh, I think, okay. yeah, I think it's a she that did. It. I think captured and your, your, your bluish green eyes, Manny, that's. Yeah, I and, like your blue and, streak of hair there. And, and vote yeah. on uh, who, uh, who's his most true to life. True to life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robert is probably the most true yeah, to life. Actually, Robert does. It looks look so like good. And then who does Rob look like? That's um, Jay Leno with that chin. Yeah. John Kerry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Or Jay Leno, yeah. So Rob, like actually, it. his uh, cheeks are not that slim right now because, unfortunately, he just got his wisdom teeth pulled. Oh, yeah. So he's got, like, chipmunk cheeks uh, right now. Is that now. what he had? Yeah. We, we were teasing him because he was on a Zoom call yesterday <laughs> with us, and uh, I think he was half stoned a little bit. <laughs> yep, Let's yep. do an interview now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Manny, you had a couple of things here in Maryland since uh, I was away. Yeah, so I didn't have enough um, with uh, the open house. So the next day we went to Chesapeake Region held a uh, Concord Prep seminar. And I'm, oh, they're going to kill me. I forgot the detailing place up in Forest Hill, Maryland. Um, that did it. We'll uh, put it in the notes. Okay. Um, but uh, they had a beautiful, real uh, 
964 Turbo S Flak Bow. Flak Bow, yeah. which is a- And so I learned something new. Uh, I know people probably may think that I know everything. I certainly don't. Um, but, uh, and of course, I didn't take the picture of what I wanted to show um, the exhaust in the rear. It had uh, twin uh, dual exhausts uh-huh. in each, and had two pipes on each side. Yeah. Immediately, I thought, well, that's the aftermarket. Hmm. I've never seen that kind of exhaust, two pipes. It must be like uh, maybe fab speed or something like yeah. that. I actually looked down underneath and I couldn't tell if it was. I didn't see any Fab Speed logo, so I'm like, oh, maybe it's not Fab Speed. Um, anyway, so I, I started looking on my phone at other Turbo S, and that must be something um, characteristic of the Dual Turbo exhaust. S. Yeah. Dual but, exhaust with twin pipes on each end. So yeah. those for nice, those those that are not watching YouTube, Manny Flakblau, what uh, tell them what that, that means. means? Flat nose. Flat nose. So that's not a nine nine three. That no, is it's a, a 964. 964. Turbo S. Yep. It has, you can't tell from the pictures, but it has the, uh, the ducts in the rear quarter panels. And it has the, uh, instead of like the, uh, regular G body, um, slant nose, which had the, um, pop up headlights that were hidden, these have like 928 headlights that move forward when you turn them on. So um, can you, can you, let's throw some history out. Slant nose 911s, were they a tribute? to the 935 935s okay that's basically the factory um responding to customers requests and it was done through special wishes special wishes back then mm-hmm. um they didn't really have the name porsche exclusive it was a very expensive package i'm thinking 30 some maybe yeah um to, to get that uh so if you look at your vin i just had a member call up wanting to know whether the slant nose he was looking at was a real slant nose mm-hmm. He said, "Can you tell the VIN number?" And I said, "No." I said, um, "The VIN number is going to tell you if it's a coupe, or a Targa, or a Cabriolet, but it's not going to say if it's a, a slant nose because that was an option mm. in the U.S. It was five oh five. Outside the U.S., it was five oh six. So I told him, "I said, look for the little decal. It's got to say all the options on side underneath the 505. hood." Five oh five. Yeah. Well, his was actually a rest of world card, so I said it should say five oh six. Because um, there was a lot of copies made because it was so expensive to get from the factory. Uh, but this was, even, I think, even more rare was the 964 with the exposed headlights or 928 headlights. Um, I wonder if I wonder if the um, the the flat nose or slant nose arrow changes the driving dynamics of the car because you don't have sort of the tunnels creating sort of like, you know, the. The stability. I got one I, probably I'm to not, 80 miles an hour in the interstate. I couldn't feel any difference. Oh, okay. Um, but nothing. I mean, obviously, they did it for aerodynamics on the yeah. tra- on the track. Yeah. So it has to have some degree of smaller uh, frontal area. Yeah. So it has to have less drag, probably a couple less miles drag, an yeah. hour. The, or, this uh, one here uh, was really unique also because the um, uh, the tail is yeah. different than anything I've seen anything on, in any other. It looks 911. like a 993 turbo tail. It looks like the, it looks like to me, like back in, uh, the, in the 80s, DP was making 935s. Yeah, it does, oh, and it looked okay. like their extended tail they would put on there. Yeah. Um, very cool. Only 10,000 miles on the car and wow. it was inside. It was getting a full detail job. Local car to us? Uh, yes, our friend, uh, George. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yep. Beautiful car. All right. Then you also did another. You did a social. Man, you're mount man. About I know. Town. So I just I, I I sent Robert some pictures because we went to Ralph's Auto Service. Social is at a restaurant, but we um uh, whenever we go to this restaurant, Ralph's always uh has like a mini open house at his shop, and uh, Chuck Goldsboro, the co-owner, was there, and they bring in their friend who has a, a brewery and a winery, and uh, it was a good you know couple hours to hang out uh, before we went to uh, dinner. But it's a real 3.8 RSR. Oh, man. Gorgeous. Um, that they're going to be, I guess, redoing. Uh, and that would be fly yellow? That's a good question. That's pretty bright. Yeah, I might be the picture. Uh, that's, uh, I think, Bahama yellow. Uh-huh. That's uh, 66. Um, that was a manual. A manual um, cayenne. Cayenne in that color. Mm-hmm. It was, and uh, yellow. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Um, it was... Uh, but the uh, the RSR is something that you rarely, rarely ever get to see, and it's pretty much a pure race car. The interior is all stripped yeah. out. It's uh, you can I see agree. the filler inside the uh, the hood with the fuel cell center lock. Uh, everyone was amazed how how different the center lock looked on this race car than it does on the street cars. The modern day center yeah. lock. So yeah. It's a very tiny lock compared to the big lock on the street cars, and I'm told that it spins in a different direction. I think. Then that's what I remember. The motorsport guys were telling me that because the street cars don't use motorsport parts, mm. and they were saying they said it even spins in a different direction. So, but 
so when you're tightening them, they both spin the same, either forward or backwards, whatever it is. I right? would guess so. Yeah, that's how the Courage GT was. Yeah. Well, I think the Courage GT they were actually like left and right, weren't they marked? They're yeah, they definitely. were left yeah. and right, or different colors. Right I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had the ones you probably can't see, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I needed to print it on there. Yeah. Anyway, so they some pretty cool cars uh, on display there. So let's see. I'll give a quick update. I uh, did another two thousand mile uh, run back from Salt Lake City and. Uh, picked up my daughter she's finishing up her last semester at home which is really cool nice. um but i more importantly is i found a new place for you to try manny uh on this road trip and it's called portillo's and we were just south of chicago my daughter was adamant about going to portillo's for a chicago dog and a brat and they have this shake called a uh cake shake they mm -hmm. literally take a chocolate cake and put it in the blender together with a chocolate shake. Blend it up, wow. and you are sucking a chocolate cake and ice cream through a straw. Yeah, so your, your solids and liquids all at once. All at once. Yeah. You got off to say exit the diabetes. <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was delicious. It was it was a bit much. She she enjoyed it. We actually um, we were off of I eighty and. Um, onion rings look good. Yeah, onion rings look good. The French fries were good. And b believe it or Why not. Why don't you tell everyone what the Chicago dog is? Because it's very different than. Um, so, at first, it's on a poppy seed bun, um, uh, jumbo hot dog, tomatoes, onions. Don't they cut it in half? Uh, this one wasn't. No. Yeah. Pickles on it, uh, little hot peppers, and some, like, I don't know. They, they have celery salt, which I don't even know what that is. But then they have some of this green jelly looking stuff uh i don't even know i mean you should become a food critic right <laughs> i just i was so hungry we've driven 10 hours relish I, maybe it is relish it but it's a healthy mold it, so it, yeah it, it probably was relish but it was it's like greener than normal it's relish. greener than yeah, normal it was like, it's like a bright green yeah. relish that's a hot pepper mm -hmm. in there yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's like a like a sweet sweet pepper it was delicious i remember um, discovering this when we had the parade in chicago oh I think a welcome party you had that. I was okay. like, what in the world is this? Yeah. I mean, it's a fancy yeah. hot dog, but it was delicious. Uh, so anyways, you've got, you've got to try Portillo's next time we're on the road. Um, but yeah, we had a, we had 30 hours of driving, 2000 miles, came back in the, uh, Swiss army knife of vehicles, the Chrysler Pacifica and loaded up all the, of her. The official PCA rental van. We yeah. love it. We love it. And the key thing, PCA insiders, if you want maximum storage, they make a Pacifica in uh, hybrid version and non-hybrid. Manny, if do you non, know what non-hybrid has more room? The non-hybrid has more room because you can it has stowaway seats. Yeah. So the seats no go, batteries. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you put them all into the ground. So um, the whole reason for this was to get her 82 pound lab pit back to Maryland and uh, success. So good run. But my adventure was not nearly yeah. as cool as your adventure damon yeah i had a pretty good adventure um so uh panorama editor rob sass uh called me geez uh, over a month ago now telling me how unfortunately he couldn't make a trip you like it how he throws out i can't do this you want to do it <laughs> the, yeah. fake, the fake sympathy there <laughs> and was, um, was it because of the wisdom teeth uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't ask. To yeah. be honest. Then I would say, Rob, how many more whispered teeth you got to <laughs> yeah, go? <right. laughs> no, but, um, and, you know, this is one of those things that was in Germany. And if you're watching YouTube, you're seeing some of the cars that I got to drive. But it was a Porsche Heritage experience. Um, I was a second wave of, I believe, three waves of journalists to come through. Lots of air cooled cars, I see. Yeah. So, so it's supposed to be something like every generation of air cooled 911, you know, experience. 60 years of Porsche 911, Porsche's heritage. Oddly enough, there was no 964, but there was every other, oh, you know, really? general. So seven generations were, were singer, represented. Singer wipeout Germany? <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I, I, I never asked. I'm going to have to ask the uh, um, uh, press contact to see why that might have been. Um, but basically, I had a driving partner uh, from Motor Trend, Aaron Gold, and we drove two days to various cultural sites in Germany, UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and uh, Southern Palatinate region of Germany, uh, I think Rhineland Palatinate, near France. So we started in Hornbach, stayed in a, a hotel in, um, in Hornbach called the Kloster Hornbach, 
an old monastery converted into a hotel um, over the years um, and got to meet the owner who, who did all the that. Original <laughs> yeah, the original owner? Yeah, the original owner, yeah. Back up for one second. Yeah. Did you fly coach or did you fly business class? Well, I wasn't going to talk about that because I'm really uncomfortable with how nice they treat you and, and I feel bad you almost. You got to fly business before me? That's what Porsche does, Man. apparently. I, uh, hey, I, I wasn't going to mention it. I've uh, heard that Porsche's policy yeah. is uh, international and I think something over six hours or something like that. Yeah. That they, 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 you can fly business class. Man, I still have yeah, dreams I mean, of flying business class. It's nice. It's it's weird. Um, <laughs> they give you a hot towel and I know it's, it's just – I couldn't say yes to the hot towel. I'm just like, no, I don't need a hot towel. You didn't start like <laughs> – yeah. No, I had to keep my roots. You no, know? Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Um, but aside from that, um, yeah, we were we were in this hotel, home base, converted monastery. Um, beautiful, you know beautiful location. Oh, I would have lots of struggles right there. <laughs> yeah, beautiful location. So cool, but... uh, bullet holes from World War II running wow. up the side of the uh, uh, the Abbey. Um, so it's it's just crazy, you know the the history. You know when you are in an area like this, um, uh, just to see it on the walls. Um, so right now, if you're watching YouTube, it's a, an orange Carrera 4996, and I'm following a Carrera T. We also had a 1971 911S Targa with a 2.2 liter motor, 180 horsepower. Um, and I'll just go through the cars. Were, were these all museum cars? These were all museum cars. Um, and so that 2.2, I believe, had been restored by Porsche Classic uh, restoration at some point. Um, there was a Silver Rose Metallic. Oh, nice. 1983 Carrera Cabriolet, which I guess I didn't realize, but they came out with the cars a year early in Germany. So some yep. of the model years are a little off. Right. The 83 Carrera Cabriolet, it was actually to turbo look like yours, Vu, mm -hmm. only earlier. Yep. It was Peter Schutz's car. Ah, so when cool. that car was brand new, that's sort of the present that the Porsche factory gave I think them. in Europe they even call the turbo looks super sport. Uh, I didn't hear that. They called it turbo or press materials. Really? Turbo turbo look? They used something with SS in the name. Oh. <laughs> Annie, I yeah. didn't think Whoops. they'd use that. <laughs> I've, I've heard I've that's heard, an American thing. I've heard it referred to as Super Sport before. Yeah, I mean, it's but, possible. but in the in the press release, they they uh, or it was press, turbo look. Turbo yeah. look. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I got to drive a car that Peter Schutz, uh, Porsche CEO, in the eighties drove. Um, after that we had a, and I think, uh, I think both of you might be a little envious A 993 turbo S Oh, I got to drive. Um, unfortunately we were in a tour group, so there's not a lot of room to, you know, put the, the hammer right. down for right. any long amount of time. Uh, and this was definitely the case when I was driving that. So I had little squirts of power, yeah. but man, what a great car. Um, we had a 911 50th anniversary edition, which you see if you're watching YouTube, um, in the next car in front on the video, we had a 996 Carrera 4 Cabriolet, and we had a 997.2 um, Targa 4S. And then to top it off, the Carrera T, the green one we saw I have there. to ask you the um, 993 Turbo S. Mm -hmm. When I drove the 993 Turbo recently, I think I mentioned it like six times in the video of mm -hmm. how far – the shift travel is was it the same so um i didn't it wasn't the shift travel that got me that caught me out of sorts it was the actual the act of upshifting again really weird but the the action was tough for me to get smooth so that that was my only issue you mean because the, of the, the just, pedal just how the, the pedals and the uh, not the hinge it was just uh, how they actuated for you know gas versus clutch like uh, i had no problems in the 2.2 but it was um uh, yeah it was just tough to get shift super smooth hmm. but um didn't really notice quite how long it is. A 911S 2.2 has a long shifter. Yeah. And it's a dog leg. And first gear is like under your thigh. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. way back there. People were trying to get into first gear yeah. and went into third. Well, they were in and third. then they would stall right. on a hill. And yeah, so there was a little bit of fun with that. But yeah, the 993 Turbo S was um great drive. It was super quick. 450 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Steel, I mean, compared to a modern GT3, to me, it feels basically as fast as that. Hmm. You know, it's a very, for something built in 1998, you know, all that torque, it just, really quick car. And you said there was a Carrera T? Uh, Carrera T. That was my favorite because I... I say, how did that feel? Um, I got to drive the quickest in that. That was, uh, I was two cars back from the lead. So lead car, a Cayenne Turbo with a Porsche employee, somebody in front of me or behind them. And then I was behind that car. And we were part of the the quick group, so nice. for about twenty minutes, we got to open it up a little bit, and on some pretty 
amazing roads. What was it equipped with? What options? Uh, no clue. I'm going to have to go look at that again. Um, but, uh, you know, Carrera T has the lightweight glass. It has the you know, manual transmission. rear wheel steering on it? Uh, I don't believe they have rear wheel steering. I think it's an option. Left are options. I think no, I'm going to have to go back and look. I'm, I'm still pulling things together. It was a lot in two days, seven cars, and we stopped like six or seven times. Yeah. So it was a uh, very packed. Um, and we didn't get an options list actually. Hmm. So with the cars, so it wasn't, um, I'll have to ask for the, the Monroney. Uh, so the cool part about this as well is it's basically the Napa of Germany. It's southern Germany, wine orchards everywhere. Um, and so kind of think of the roads and a little bit slower paced. And surprisingly, most Porsche employees, I'm not even sure if any of them, had ever been to that region of Germany before. Oh, really? So it was the first time for them. Um, I mean, it's next to France. It's south, two, two, two and a half hours south of Stuttgart yeah. or away from Stuttgart. I guess it's just an area that... Maybe it's a little more rural, no huge city around there, yeah. but a lot of UNESCO World Heritage Sites. It's so cool to be yeah. overseas and be in areas where, you know, the structures that you're seeing are so old. Like, right? Yeah. Like, things here in the States only go back so far. And then yeah. the the infrastructure, the roads, look how big a 911 is on yeah. those roads. I mean, it's a yeah. massive. And we had much smaller road. roads in, in certain areas. Yeah. Some, some one lanes that are actually two lanes. Yeah. You know? No center divider. Were people like pulling out their phones when they saw these cars coming to take pictures? A little bit. People yeah. would notice, but it wasn't, you know, super crazy that I noticed. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a, a couple of people, I'm sure, as we, there are villages <clears throat> everywhere. So you have a village of maybe two to 4,000 people and then open space. Open space for and like then three a to five miles, yeah. then a village, then open space. And it's just the whole way through. And so, you know, early in the morning, you know, I, got a couple looks when I was doing a one mile review before we started our tours, but, um, nobody seemed to be like ogling at us. Yeah. But, um, maybe they see them. If you were in an American muscle car, maybe. American muscle because they probably. see Porsches. But no, that's what I thought too. But I, when we went, uh, I forget which time we went, but it really surprised me, uh, how many people on the highway would bring their phones out when they saw this caravan of cars coming. And well, I think that was, was that, are you talking about when we were doing the delivery of the, anniversary car? no i think this was actually the uh um 70 70 maybe yeah or some anniversary uh but i think uh someone i was talking to someone from uh, austria and they were saying that uh um you don't see as many as you think mm. you would see and, and to them even and they're very proud of porsche and but it's still a unique thing to see yeah and they'll um yeah he said that's probably why they were taking pictures of it yeah we, we passed by a car club actually um on one of those village roads it's basically you know cars park you have to stop and let people through or vice versa and there was a car club going the other direction and that was pretty cool we all yeah. waved to each other there were some porsches mixed in um uh, with some other cars uh one of the stops we made uh what had a there was a maybach club actually oh wow a bunch of maybachs parked huh. in the uh in the plaza um but yeah you know uh it, this trip was basically 60 years of porsche 911 get to drive most of them and sort of draw conclusions about what changed over, uh, you know, that first generation to the current generation, but also exploring different uh, cultural heritage sites in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, so Porsche did this in China four years ago in Hawaii two years ago. So if you remember seeing content from China and Hawaii mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, several generations of Porsches being driven and, I, you know, you'd see it on several websites, Autoblog, I seem to remember. This is what that was. And they figured they'd bring it back to Germany because of 75 years of Porsche. What better way to celebrate it than in Germany? Yeah. Nice. So so speaking of rare sightings on the road, I I had 30 hours to be on the highway and just notice things around. You know, it's a rare sighting to see a two-door coupe now, especially on the route that I was taking. It's pretty rare. Like, I think I saw, I think I saw one Cayman. I saw... Maybe two Corvette, but everything is SUVs yeah. and Ford. Say, even even, even sedans. Yeah. Seeing a sedan is going to be rare soon sedan because uh, Ford doesn't make any sedans, yeah. right? Yeah. They're all either crossover or yeah. vans or pickup trucks. It was it was very noticeable. It was very noticeable yeah. that not a lot of sporting stuff. I mean, out I there. think Toyota and Honda they still build uh, sedans. Yeah, yeah Subaru. Yeah, uh, but I think Chevy's starting to go that way too. Yeah, yeah Chevy's going that way. Stellantis not quite yet. 
Although they're probably just letting all their old cars die off, like the uh, (laughs) 300C and whatnot. And I guess a shout out to all the truck drivers out on the 80. Like, man, there were a lot of trucks. And you think about how all the goods and services that we use, you know, probably what, 99% of it has to be moved by truck at some point. And um, yeah, there was a lot of them out there. And they they were all like very well behaved so to speak and all in line and yeah it was a nice drive uh, we say this is uh, everyone should do cross country yeah because it'll tell you you'll learn how big our country really is yeah. mm-hmm. we always talk about our friends from germany who don't realize how big the u.s is and, and they think uh, and they, i've even gotten emails and calls from people who from uh, from overseas who think that laguna seca and where we're at in maryland isn't too far yeah yeah so like going like are you driving or are you flying i'm like uh that's like a 3d trip going through nebraska and iowa like i made it a point when the gas got down to um half a tank or maybe a little bit past half a tank like i went ahead and made sure i filled up because i wasn't really sure i'm sure i could have looked it up i was like i don't want to take a chance of not being able to get to the next exit i mean there's some long expansive you know uh, space between some of these stops. And, uh, yeah. you know, I used to work for a, a trucking, uh, a, a nonprofit that dealt with trucking, um, industry. And so like when they're going up hills and you can see how they slow down and some trucks have more power than the other, like I would slow down and let them come over and stuff. And just seems like, that's nice of you, dad. I'm like, cause I know the struggle is real for them. Like they're looking at that and they're making all sort of strategies of how do I keep my speed? And then the guy in front of them is too slow and they want to come over fast enough. And as soon as they pass that slow one, they get over, like they know what they're doing, just like driving in. I think you, you probably experience this when you're driving in Europe, like people know sort of the, the dance and the rules of the road way better than in the States. And you don't have people, truckers don't (laughs) hang out, typically hang out in the left lane. Same thing in Germany is like most drivers know that that left lane is for passing. And it's it's nice when you have, it's all choreographed. And so on that, um, so I've had this idealized version of um, Germany's roads and the autobahns and everything. And uh, on the way from the airport over to the hotel, um, uh, the day I got there, I saw people passing in the right lane. I saw some like stuff uh, that I would see in the U.S. Yeah, the it is not is not squeaky clean like you oh, think it is. No, and it, and it's probably there somebody is. that isn't. I was going to say they're, they're foreigners. They're foreigners, yeah, 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 yeah. not yeah. just not American necessarily. Yeah, but it's possible. Like, I didn't even look at the yeah, license, yeah, especially if you're if you're close tell. to a airport. Yeah, right. And it's people that don't might not understand the rules of the road. They're much better than us. Now, now you can but, pass yeah. on the right if if traffic in the left happens to slow down. And oh no, your, your this was we got over to pass somebody else, and then they just wanted to pass first. Oh, and then, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so it, it happens. There's always one, but it's yeah. still overall. Yeah, overall the, it's better, but yeah, it's not. You know, same driving with, in Germany, you don't don't be worried. Like, go there and just follow the rules you should be their, following. Their training here. is much more intense than it. Yeah. Here in the U.S., in Maryland, what do you got to do? You got to be able to back into a spot. <laughs> yeah. If you can back into a spot, which I know some people that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you if you can back into a spot, you have your license. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for the most part, if you follow the rules here that you should be following, you'll be fine over there. I'm a, I was actually more um intimidated to drive in London. Oh yeah, me too. And I was I don't think your, I could do that. Huh? The whole right hand I, so, so that's of, too much for my of brain. Of course to you remember. know I I have a right hand drive car, so I wasn't worried about that. But you're driving in, but driving, but I'm driving in roads exactly. So thinking and looking in the right direction, like to me, that was more intimidating. Driving the right hand drive car doesn't bother me. It's remembering the rules of the road. Be on the opposite side of the road. That uh, so I did that in London last year, and I had a stick shift. Yeah, so that was fun. I made an effort. (laughs) Uh, That that would I would have to take some serious anti anxiety drugs. Yeah, (laughs) I did look in London once. I looked the wrong way at a roundabout and. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Roundabout, yeah. but I was fine. Yeah. So. All right, so let's take this moment and throw up the uh, e-newsletters, Robert, and uh, have everybody, if you're not uh, subscribed to eBreak News or Mark Fresh News or Performance News, sign up today at PCA.org. Of course, we are, we're almost to 80,000 subscribers yeah, on YouTube. We're like, we're so close. Yeah, we're very um, close. So. We don't get a plaque for 80, though. I know, I know. Yeah. But we're going to get there. <laughs> I get Damon reminding you. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you up. I'm reminding you all, yeah. subscribe, right, because right. we but want that plaque. But we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. And thank you to everyone that comments and 
um, of course, you know, subscribing, helping us getting there closer. I heard um, this uh, one spouse uh, of a listener, a podcast listener at the open house. She says, uh, I hear your voice uh, every week in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him like, what do you mean? Yeah. And she goes, he listens to the podcast every Monday in the morning and he has it on in the kitchen while uh we're making our lunches and i get to hear your voice because he goes so it's really strange to hear you talking right now <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh yeah it's, uh, someone walked up to me and said you really do have a great voice i'm like are you saying that i have a face for radio and she's like what? no no that's not yeah, what I meant. yeah i feel like my voice is a little less uh, distinctive manny i could recognize your voice anywhere. oh absolutely anywhere absolutely i can't hide it like this yeah nope <laughs> <laughs> all right you dropped a video on a very sought after car and i know mr uh, gentilly our local here has been looking for uh one of these too and uh i think it was everything you thought it would be yes cayman r um so confession i drove a cayman r for a week in 2012 when they were new so i had a press loaner at a, a publication i worked at in the past. So I knew what I was getting into, but I had never driven, I haven't driven one since, and I'd never driven a PDK version. Um, I also had the opportunity to drive other 2008 or 2008, um, 2009, 10, 11, you know, 997.2 PDKs, um, versus this one, the Cayman R and overall Cayman R that's a special car. It's, it's not just it's not just the Cayman. Yeah. Like even though it like the specs looks almost what just like a Cayman. Yeah. What on is, paper, it, it just it doesn't do it justice. You have yeah. to drive a Cayman R and the PDK if you for some reason like I, I love manuals, but if the Cayman R's PDK was noticeably better than the PDKs and the other nine nine sevens I driven. And apparently the Cayman R PDKs are different, different programming, um, and all, all sorts of stuff. Was this the original owner of this car? Uh, not the original owner. Um, so uh, this is an owner who I, I don't want to name because I know that he doesn't want his name associated with a ton of Porsches all in one spot uh, sort of thing. Um, because but, this car originally came with the sport buckets. So, uh, so you, you could option mm -hmm. the um, comfort seats. Yes, since whoever bought this originally optioned for the comfort seats. I think the current owner likes it that way for – I mean, he does drive it on track, but at mm -hmm. the same time, we, these – We were shocked what those seats went for. Yeah, the, the, sport, trailer. the sport bucket. Yeah. Paul Gentilly sent us a link, and yeah, I thought oh uh, maybe well, what 5000 What I tell people is if you can order your car with sport buckets, Dude. and then if you don't like it – like order it with sport buckets, take it out, yeah, store it somewhere, and put the seats that you want yeah, in exactly. there. Um, I can understand why people would get uh, comfort because oh yeah, for for yeah. like touring, honestly for most touring, use yeah. for most use the standard seats are better because yeah. they're just easier yeah. to get in and out of. But yeah. those sport buckets are so special yeah. that if you have an opportunity to buy them, just buy them and yeah. just yeah. just tuck them away. At the time, this was pretty unique because it had the aluminum doors mm -hmm. and aluminum hood. Aluminum hood, yep. yeah. Which was pretty. I remember that was yeah. like wow. You know, you didn't hear those. about that until until uh, cup cars were the only thing that were coming mm -hmm. with that kind of setup. Yeah. So that was uh, that was. Or now they're doing aluminum on a lot a lot of cars. Mm -hmm. But back then, that was a pretty big deal. So let me ask you this one, Damon. Mm -hmm. um, how do I put this? That well, is a bone stock yep. Cayman R mm -hmm. PDK. Not bone stock, but performance-wise, oh. I mean, sole exhaust. Okay, yeah, pretty much stock. Yeah, pretty much stock. If it went, and you were the driver, toe-to-toe -to -toe at an autocross, do you think this bone stock Cayman R would be close to us? Now, you got some trick suspension. Compared but, to my car? But do you think that PDK um, would be enough to make up that difference? I think you would be very I, I think car. I would probably... So I, I think, uh, I know power isn't everything, uh, but balance is at autocross and this car is even with, I mean, it has a lot more horsepower than my car. So yeah, yeah I think it would be faster. I think it would be I, I don't too. think it's, the suspension's really good. Mine's probably a bit better for what I do with it. Um, but like, I think the power the and power, the PDK on that car, you in yeah. it, you'd be faster in it than so. you would be in your yeah. car. Yeah. Such a cool car. And I think yeah. it's been, I don't say it's been under the radar, but for a while, you know, oh, yeah. the Cayman right. R was kind of under the radar, especially a PDK one. I would still but, argue 50 to 80, you know, depending on condition. Again, yeah. you know, like if you're getting a $50,000 Cayman R, give it a really good look. Yeah. Um, but 50 to 80 is not, I mean, that sounds about right for a car like that to me. You know, can I afford it? No, not right now. Um, but it's not bad. You a look very at a GT4, unique car, limited I, edition. I mm -hmm. think they've only made three R's. 
the original R. Yeah. The Cayman R and then the uh, reissued 911, 911 R. I don't think they've made any other R's. Yeah. yeah. They had the race car GT3 R. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, for street cars, I think that's the only. Uh, and you can tell after you release the video, there's a lot of. There's a lot of Cayman R lovers. Yeah, Cayman R lovers. It's yeah. like a quote following yeah. almost, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> hopefully, good yeah. for them. Like, they recognized yeah. how cool that car was early mm-hmm. on and they bought it and they're never going to let go of it. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting, you know, because uh, what was it? Most Caymans were, most or all were built at the Valmet factory in Finland. Um, Cayman R was built in Stuttgart. Um, the PDK transmission is different in the Cayman R from the Cayman S. Uh, you, you mentioned the aluminum uh, body panels, the doors and the hood. Um, it's just, you can't put a finger on it, but it's different. You drive a Cayman S and a Cayman R, you will feel the difference. Yeah. So in a very good way. And they're, they're getting tougher to find, especially Mm -hmm. in a manual. Yeah. And these are the ones to get because I think they've been overlooked is exactly what I mentioned in the video is, um, did Porsche give exactly what we wanted? No, they only gave us 10 more horsepower. But if you can overlook that, you know, or you don't need 385 plus horsepower in a GT4, then, get a Cayman R because I don't, I personally don't think a GT4, you buy a GT4 because it's, it's got the Cayman R's mojo, but it has the engine that you really, really want. What, what I always tell people is try not to focus so much on the paper, right? Yeah, and yeah, on the yeah. numbers. Drive Look it. at the Fo- 88 Club Sport. Yeah. 88 Club Sport was like, what, 10 horsepower? Yeah. I yeah. think difference. It was a chip. Yeah. And so people dismissed it. And now that look how much those things well, are worth. Yeah. Focus on yeah. how much fun it is yeah. to drive. My, some of my lowest horsepower cars, but they handle well, and yep. you know how low you feel on the ground, and um, yeah, there's, there's, you definitely need to drive it to make the assessment of how yep. fun the car is. Agreed. Hey, speaking of, um, we're looking on the table here. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to Club Racing News. Oh, They've got the new, new uh, Club Racing News is now called Club Racer Magazine, and it focuses on all of the uh, club racing. Do my Vanna White here. Yeah, we've got all the racers in there, as well as all the different manufacturers that make stuff for yeah. club racing. So it's like a mini panorama, exactly. And it it's uh, yeah. we've done a total redesign. So shout out to Rob and uh, the folks um, who put up that together. It's yeah, it looks big great. thanks to Skip Carter. There Skip Carter. Right yep. He uh, he held the helm as a volunteer for a long time, uh, and he's still uh, involved with the magazine. I think he's editor at large now. Um, but yeah, they're stepping it up and. Um, after reading that uh, sports car magazine from SCCA is I not going to be printed oh, anymore. I in the mail the other day. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Uh, that is like uh, when uh, you said that to me, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I, I looked it up just to make sure it was correct information because yeah. I thought. But, yeah, it was a state, statement from Racer Magazine that publishes sports mm-hmm. car magazine for SCCA. And they're ceasing. Um, so to put this after 40 some years of. Well, actually no, longer than that. So More? it's been published since 1944. But so that's, you know, 80 years ish, right? 80 years for for a sports car magazine. But Racer Media, who publishes Racer Magazine, has been doing the editing and all that for 40 years. Ah, I see. So it's actually an 80 year old magazine. Wow. Wow. It's, yeah. it's uh, sad. It's sad. Sure. But um, yeah. Um, actually, what's not sad is we got something cool in the mail. And I want to thank, <laughs> uh, well, Anthony here, Manny, you can hold up yours. So again, from time to time, we get treats uh, from fans and listeners. And check this out: Will Anthony uh, found these from a, I guess, a pro- uh, provider off of Etsy. These are business card holders, and of course, Manny gets a nine fourteen because he's a nine fourteen owner. And I got a three five six because someday I will be a three five six owner. So, Will, thank you so much. Yeah, very cool. This is so cool, and it will sit right on my desk, and uh, I'll put some business cards I in. I like in his email, or a little letter that he put with it, I have a running 914. <laughs> yeah. that's, why he, that's why he didn't get you a 914. <laughs> Throw a little shade. <laughs> a little dig. Yeah. Manny yeah. has, I know Manny has a running 914, <laughs> yeah. and Vu has a 356 as one of his dream cars. So You do have an engine. I do have an engine and a hood. Don't forget. Yes. I have yes. a hood. So, so Will, had a, Will is so thoughtful. He had to um, plan this out, I believe, because he was telling me about these and how the, the guy who makes them is he doesn't just have like this 356 for sale and you can go online and buy the 56 or, or this 914. Oh. He makes them in batches. So like, for example, and don't this, these are not facts, but let's say he has he does a run of 10 356s. You got to mm-hmm. buy one of those 10. 
or they're oh, gone. They're done. Oh. And then he moves on to the next car. Yeah. Oh, wow. So so Will planned for this and is uh, awesome. sounds like he wanted. Thank to... Thank you, Will. Appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. It's, yeah. uh, nice and I actually nice. don't even have this three five six um, model. So yeah, very cool. All right, let's get into some Porsche news. And uh, the first item up is uh, Hypercar World, isn't it? Yes, and my laptop died because I had a meeting last night and I forgot to recharge it. Uh, but, yeah, Yota is uh, going to be adding a second 963 to their team for next year. Uh, once again, I think this is great news. The more customer cars we get, uh, Porsche gets, um, it's going to be like the 956, 962 era. They're going to learn a lot more. And the car is just going to be uh, more and more competitive. So, uh, evidently, you know, uh, uh, Yoda thinks it's uh, it's um, a worthwhile chassis if they're buying a second one. There you go. So I can confirm on uh, iRacing, they now have, have 963. And I can oh, really? tell you that uh, after my review of uh, the hypercar, it is a good car. Thank you. Well. <laughs> that that well. take, take my word for it. <laughs> Were you guys driving that on the simulator yesterday? Yeah, yeah. No. So I got a 11791, and I think Jim got a... 117. What are the real ones doing? I wonder. I think Jim was telling me a 114. I think I've got a 115 in me in there. So wow. It's got a string you, of lap together. You get that in 113, we'll call Roger Penske up. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. Bane Cameron had his chance. Yeah. Time to get someone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next news item up. Uh, we're still sticking with this turbo. <laughs> a turbo GT. Turbo GT. Yeah. It looks like Ticon. it's. Uh, it's uh, almost uh, ready for a uh, reveal. I love these spy photos because um, I always tell people, if you really want to see if if they're working on something, just look, start looking at the spy photos because they always test at the, New- at the Newburgh ring and it's hard for them to hide anything. And the spy photographers are always there. Uh, but this is going to be the tri-motor. So it's same thing as the uh, plaid, Tesla plaid. Yeah. Um, that's what they're going after. Um, it's going to be over a 1,000 horsepower. That's um, insane. I, I hope we get... Uh, I know I, I was on a press trip for the GTS Taycan. I would love to see what a tri-power one oh. is. With this, um, obviously, it's a very aggressive looking with the wing in the back and the arrow. I would take one. Should, should be coming out, I think, early 2024. Yeah. The way you lined up the next line uh, or news item, um, as cool as it is to hear about the Turbo GT and all this horsepower, but there is something possibly being recalled. Yes. Uh, so if you, uh, but it's, um, uh, Robert just said he doesn't have that news item. Um, but that's fine. We can tell you it's a, uh, a bad a recall for, um, possible battery leakage on the Audi and Taycan. Mm. So I'm sure if you're an owner, here we go. It's up on the screen is, um, something that if you, if you haven't, uh, gotten, uh, contacted, you probably want to go online or contact your dealer. Do you know the depth of the recall? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They said something like the 6,676. 6, yeah. uh-huh. So n- check because that's not a small number, but that's not a ton. But your dealer should all should be. Your dealer should know. Should yeah. be reaching out. Yeah. Do they say what's causing it? Uh, I didn't see that when I was looking. Um, let's see here. At heart of the issue is a possible leak inside of the battery that could lead to an arcing and then thermal event. Okay. <laughs> a thermal event. Okay. You know, I didn't put in here and. Uh, um, can you look it up? See the uh, Carrera GT. Mm-hmm. There's there's a recall in the Carrera GTs. Now you you figure, whoa, that's a long time ago that they uh, built these cars. One third of all April. No, this is April 10th though. Looks like this it was uh, what happened recently because 489 Carrera GTs because of spherical joints in the suspension yep. may fail. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, um, they must not have them all updated or whatever because they asked us how many Carrera GTs are doing pre-lapse. Because they don't want people driving uh, Carrera GTs on parade that would laps. Be a bad look, yeah. wouldn't it? So um, I don't think we had any for parade laps or maybe just uh, one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're telling people to uh, tow their car to the, if they want to show them off to tow them. No, wow. they can bring them to the track, but don't oh, drive them. Oh, I see them. what you're saying. Yeah they're, yeah, they're pretty much telling them to park until they get them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't want a, the bad PR of a uh, sure. of an accident. But yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that um, so that still hasn't been taken care of. And that was all the way back in April. They they, uh, they just reached out to us last week asking us how many wow. career GTs. Were well, you know, sometimes left. they do all these recalls, but it takes a while. Yeah, people don't necessarily don't see the they don't go directly something. to their dealership or they don't check the mail or whatever. So it happens. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, here's something that I saw. I thought it was 
the scale of it, I couldn't understand. Um, oh, actually, we should talk about Toyota and Fuji first. Yeah, so when WC had their race uh, last weekend uh, and Fuji, and uh, Porsche probably did their best, and the comments from the drivers were incredibly positive that, you know, the chassis finally – they're figuring it out. Sort of. Um, they, they led the race for several hours. It was a six-hour race uh, against the mighty Toyotas, even the Ferraris. Mm-hmm. So uh, they took the lead right from the beginning. I mean, they, they dove in and um, they qualified third, but they took the lead right from the beginning. And they held on to the lead for several hours. Um, and eventually, you know, Toyota is kind of like Max Verstappen. Yeah. Uh, they caught up and just <laughs> 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 yeah. a matter of time, I guess. Uh, but yes, because uh, um, the 963s have not been going as well as the uh, um, they have been in the IMSA series. Mm. So uh, they don't have any wins yet. Yeah. Um, but this podium is a, 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 a very positive sign in the comments from the drivers that this wasn't luck. This wasn't a refueling thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were very competitive uh, in qualifying and in the race with Toyota. So, yeah, it's great to hear. Yeah. I think they got one more race after this. Yeah. And to go to the, your, was it, which the story that you did a couple of weeks ago or a month ago about how it takes a while for them to get their momentum. Actually, in this month's panel that people should be getting, it has the, uh, in the cover photo is, uh, see, Bogdan got a cover photo. Mm, um, nice. Yeah. I think it was Bogdan. It had to be him. He was the only one taking pictures, I think, at the Rebs Institute. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, I actually have two stories in there. Um, one of them is about how long the waiting game, yeah, how long it takes to uh, took Porsche in their prototypes to win Le Mans, and how, how long it took them to win their first race. Uh, so yeah, don't don't panic about the nine six three. It's uh, not every car was an immediate hit out of the gate. It took sometimes. Uh, I think the GT one is the one that took seven hundred and some days before they went on Le Mans. Yeah. So I was talking about this, uh, the last news item where I saw a photo. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand the scale of it, and it was uh, in in Munich. Everybody's saying the nine eleven is getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next generation. Yeah, for those on who are listening and watching YouTube, it's at the um, at the uh, it's the Frankfurt Auto Show. It's the IAA show. Mm-hmm. That's uh, IAA. I think something but the in, whole in what it is is instead yeah. of a normal canopy or tent or structure that you would have it is a 911 it is very cool looking. it's so cool yes remember this meme oh, <laughs> talking yeah. about the big M- uh, bmw m8 yeah, yeah. gulping down cars down the uh, molson straight that's what that but not only of. is it a 911 but i like how they did it sort of like the buck of the early uh 256s right it looks like a a buck where you would form the bodies mm-hmm. um and it's huge they were doing it obviously because 60 years on 911 yeah uh, but that's very Way cool. cool. Uh, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, where where do you think had. that di- this, that display will go once it's taken? Well, out? back here at the office, right? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, say they, I would say yes. <laughs> I would say yes. Frankfurt Auto Show people, if you want to get rid of it, call Vu Win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll find a way to store it. All right. Let's see. Uh, we've got a quick um, events update. So, uh, volunteer registration—that's all filled up. And we will see all the volunteers at Rensport. Thank you so much for raising your hand. 600 people are volunteering, and that's uh, that's really incredible. When I told Porsche we would get 600 people, they were a little skeptical, but uh, that's PCA. They're known yeah. for their uh, volunteer corps. And so, in fact, <laughs> we had a meeting yesterday with the team, and um, basically we have more volunteers right now than work, which is a good thing to have. That's a good thing. Like, the there'll be some dropouts, yeah. 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 And how about parade laps? Anything left? Or are we sold out? Uh, Sunday is almost sold out. And, uh, excuse me, Thursday is almost sold out. Friday and Saturday are sold out. And Sunday we've got about 20 tickets left. Okay. All right. And then we have, uh, we just opened up registration this week yep. for Unstock. We will be at HRE's headquarters November 12th. So I think we've got a pretty good number of cars already registered to date. Yeah. It's, um, Something where if you registered, uh, you got a confirmation email that you that you did register. We send out acceptance emails after Rensport. So give us a couple of weeks after Rensport to uh, to get a breather in, and we'll go through the carpool. We'll have more cars. I think Levi is going to email the people that did not submit photos because we really need you to submit photos because you may have a really cool car, but if I can't see it, yeah, pick it. Uh, we may overlook it. Yeah, and I hate to do that because, uh, like I said. You may have a really we, cool car that we want to put in the forefront. Yeah, we want to include everyone, but we need to understand what modifications are done to the car so we can properly place it on the property. So, 
All right, folks, anything else before we sign off? Just uh, looking forward to seeing everyone, uh, many of you at Rensport, and those of you, again, that uh, unfortunately aren't going to be able to join us at Rensport, we're going to do our best through social media, digital media, and through video to capture as much as we can, and then we will continue to share that, you know, for several weeks, if not months, after Rensport. And it's so. not too late to go to Rensport. No. Just to putting it out there, because friends of ours, he approached me at the social, and he said, we're thinking about going. Um, do you know where we can stay? And I'm like, absolutely not. But if you look, there's uh, that many people coming, close to 100,000. There's going to be cancellations. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he uh, told me a day later that he found a place in Monterey. There you go. And, uh, the, you know, general tickets are still available. So him and his wife were going. They decided at the last minute. So you can still do it. All right. So with that, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab your VIN and head over to PCA.org and we'll get you set up. If you're looking for your Porsche, check out the test drive program. We'll um, give you access to a lot of resources and help you find your dream Porsche. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Again, please give us a like, subscribe, comment. We love reading the comments. You can always send a uh, email to podcast at pca.org if you like. Stay in touch with everything uh, PCA. Remember to subscribe the newsletters uh, that I mentioned earlier. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.